I'd like to propose a toast. Hello and welcome to Before Brunch. I'm Megan Cassidy. And I'm Cassie Delaney. And we are your weekly celebrity pop culture, social issues and arts podcast. And we go live every Sunday morning right before brunch at about 11am. And we like to talk about the things that you're going to be talking to your pals about at brunch. So we take the things that have happened in the world during the week and we try and make sense of them and unpack them and make them relevant for our lives and therefore your lives. And we are brought to you by Diet Coke in conjunction with their hashtag Because I Can campaign. And we are now going to crack open a can and crack on. There we go. So today's episode, look, it's been a little Love Love Island heavy over the last few weeks. I mean, I'm has not, it? I'm not going to apologise. Yeah, well, I also kind of missed the Love Island chat last week because let's talk about something, Megan. You fully replaced me with Laura Whitmore. Look, you have to make choices in life and, you know, I wouldn't say upgrade necessarily, but, you know, did she has was, her... Was there not a, a tweet a tweet to that effect? There was something. I didn't, Washed I just, out, replaced, you know, done. Was, I didn't say upgraded, though. No, you didn't say it. It came into my head and I didn't say it. Okay, well, that's progress. That's very good. Yeah. Well done. Um, Look, I'm sure you'll replace me with some fabulous bestie in the weeks to come at some point. Um, But for now, it's just me and Laura. Um, So we had obviously a little chat about Love Island last week on a very kind of top line level. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the interesting thing about Love Island is we all refer to it as our guilty pleasure And that's kind of, even that phrase itself is sort of, it's because we know that this is not intellectually stimulating, doesn't probably reflect our values or the messages that we would be trying to further. And not, we're not watching the kind of people that we are friends with. We are watching, Mm. we've said it, we are watching some beautiful, heteronormative, privileged white people in a gorgeous villa, tanning and working out. Like, to an extent, you have to sort of accept that when you arrive at the Love Island gate and say, right, I'm putting my morals, I'm leaving them at the door, and I'm going into this villa to just be completely, to just, like, pan out on the couch, eat Chinese and watch beautiful people, watch bitchy girls and boy shit, and it's all straight couples, they're all beautiful, and it's just... Yeah, it's unchallenging. We're not supposed to read too much into it. And that's what we said. And that's we have to do that in order to enjoy the trivialness of Love Island is to just switch off and let your morality go and not question it and just embrace it for what it is. But this week, there's been a couple of things that have come up off the back of Love Island that I feel are really interesting conversation starters. And I think it's really, really interesting how people are using um, Love Island as a springboard to talk about issues and how certain behaviours that are shouldn't be, I mean, you kind of take with a pinch of salt and have just been observing are now being identified as something so much more significant. So case in point is this week we saw the kind of resident bastard, Adam, treat yet another girl like shit. 
Um, and if for anyone who hasn't been watching or hasn't has got episodes to catch up on, Adam was obviously coupled up with Rosie. <laughs> it's a spoiler alert, sorry. sorry. <laughs> spoiler alert. Just in case you haven't seen it, here's what happened. Okay, but hold on. If you haven't seen Love Island, you can possibly get in, into the habit where you need to catch up on previous episodes. Like, you just need to let go of the one you missed and keep up on top of Oh, them. no, no, no. I stockpile them. Like, I do not let go of one... Like actually my boyfriend doesn't let go of you know the the previews at the at the top mm-hmm. when you're still kind of getting your cup of tea ready and everything he's like fucking rewind that i didn't see what happened and i was like it's a preview so like it's about to happen he's like rewind to the start we do not miss one minute of this show okay this so is different is, love island style yeah i mean my tactic is to basically just it doesn't take that long to catch up with it so I'll, i might like peruse Twitter the next day to see like I didn't see last night's episode but that's okay yeah. I'll watch tonight and I'm sure I'm I'll be back way up. behind I've watched some clips on Twitter and stuff but I'm I think I'm back to Tuesday or something oh, I have right, a whole okay. day of this ahead of me so have you not seen I think this all I unfolded on Wednesday night's episode I haven't seen the Adam Tara Rosie fallout at all but I've read a lot about it and I'm okay with that I think that's the difference between the likes of say Love Island or when I was watching House of Cards I didn't want to see here no anything now I'm happy to know everything that's happening because I'm still going to watch the drama unfold Mm -hmm. I'll still watch it back but yeah I think that what you've mentioned around this year people are kind of putting more serious issues under the microscope with it and that kind of is a tricky area in itself because if you're going to open that can of worms with Love Island you kind of have to go the whole way and obviously as a premise it's awful like it's completely horrific but Look, these discussions are, they're conversations that are definitely worth having. Um, And the one that's been kind of at the forefront of everyone's minds today is Adam and his behavior kind of verging on maybe domestic abuse. Yeah, so Women's Aid put out... um Women's Aid put out basically a warning. It was featured in The Independent during the week saying that his behavior is clear warning signs or indicative of abusive behavior. Now, what he did and what what we saw, so what they're commenting on, is a scene in which Rosie gets very upset with him and he sits there very smugly and tries to make it seem that his lack of interest in her is her fault. So that she has she has somehow changed her behavior, which has all of a sudden made him, you know, uninterested in pursuing a kind of coupling with her. Now, what Rosie didn't even see and what we see, which is the very kind of like Truman Show bird's eye view of it, is that he had previously, or it had been shown to us previously, he had been talking to the boys in which he said he was interested in this new girl, he was going to go after this new girl, and he would have a conversation with Rosie the following day. Rosie comes in, says she wants to talk to him, she kind of shrugs at him to come on over and sit down and talk. And he uses that as an opportunity to tell her that she's been off with him. He doesn't appreciate how he shrugged at her. You know, she's cold or she's not whatever and all this kind of stuff. When in actual fact, the entirety of the responsibility of the breakdown of their coupling lay on him. Because there's been no question that she's been completely and utterly besotted and committed to him. She, yes did have some reactions of jealousy when the new girl came in um, and you know that probably was uncharacteristic behaviour which maybe was worthy of a conversation between the two of them but he did nothing to reassure her and instead he actively pursued this other girl right in front of her eyes mm-hmm. um, but it was that behaviour we sat there smirking saying well you've changed you've done this, you've done this that they're now identifying as 
triggers or of indicators of abusive relationships. Okay, like I have a couple of just kind of, this poses a big dilemma for me because if we open, as I say, if we go down this rabbit hole, Mm -hmm. then we kind of have to acknowledge that the whole format is extremely fertile ground for that kind of abuse, if that is abuse. The format is producers are hoping that couples will break up with each other and move on to other couples and the format asks of them to give a reason that they're uncoupling or recoupling and those reasons are not going to be genuine or wholesome they're going to be this is the dating game and Adam is gamey and Adam is a dick and it's a he is gamey but that is what like the format itself is problematic then if we're going to go down that road and and something that we have to remember and this is not an excuse for his behaviour I don't actually I think I agree with a lot of what was said I think that the warning signs are there. I think if you're with someone who's trying to convince you of one thing and you know the other is true, if they're sitting there smirking and not listening and behaving appallingly, which is what he did, I think that that is abusive behavior. In this instance, we have to remember that it's a TV show. They are not in a relationship. They have known each other for seven days. They are not. They do not have the responsibility of behaving in a way that you should in a relationship mm-hmm. because they're on a TV show and their goal is to earn money. Yes, he's a, like an absolutely terrible person. And yes, it, it's uncomfortable to watch. And yes, her heart was broken and she was upset. Do I think he he's an abuser? Not from what I've seen. And the other aspect that we have to think about that I that we were talking about before we went into record is like this is the most unnatural environment you can possibly imagine. This is not you or I in our bedrooms having a fight with our other half. This is maybe take three of the conversation. They are surrounded by cameras. They are lit. Like you can see in the dating scenes um, when there's two dates in the same area and they'll like focus on one date for 10 minutes and then they'll focus on the other. You can see that they are actually like there's really, really good lighting and there's a lot of equipment and this is staged of course so he's sitting there and they have been told you guys sit here we're going to set up the lights we're going to set up the cameras and we're going to talk about how you feel Rosie so Rosie's feelings are probably genuine and she articulates them well but this is incredibly unnatural they're sitting there waiting for lights and cameras to be set up this could be the third or fourth take that we see so Adam's smirk to me was he is not fully engaged in this scene mm-hmm. you see it all the time on their Kardashians when they're talking about something really serious one of them will always smirk kind of awkwardly because they're finding it really hard to get into the scene I would imagine because it's take five yeah they're not if they could do this seamlessly they would be Oscar winning actors yeah. It's unnatural and I don't I think we can read into that smirk a little bit too much. Of course. And I think that we can't well we can't say for certain whether he is one thing or another or whether she is one thing or another. We need to take it all absolutely superficially. I think it is important to have a conversation around that if you were to take those behaviors and apply them in the real world, then yes, that is problematic and that's wrong and you should not stand for it and I hope that people can recognize that within their relationship which is I think what women's aid were trying to achieve here well yeah okay but then you're taking that behavior as a prototype but Adam is a person who is kind of being linked with domestic abuse in headlines today yes which is difficult like because 
I, I completely agree that we should analyse these behaviours, but we are analysing the person. And the person's name is in these headlines beside the words domestic abuse. Mm-hmm. And that is not just saying, oh, watch out for... So-. Like, if someone's trying to convince you that something happened a way that you don't remember it, that could be a sign of abuse. That's a really helpful message. We should all remember that and we should know that. And that is, I would say, true. But is Adam, is it fair for Adam's name and photograph to be alongside domestic abuse headlines? No, of course it's not. Like, he is a prick. Like, he is... An absolute dickhead. What, what we've seen, he is an absolute bastard. And I hope he gets kicked out and I hope he never pulls ever again. But... It, that's never going to happen. Never going to happen. But... It is not fair to tarnish him with that brush because, of course, we have not seen the entirety of what is actually going on here. We, see we don't understand. We a day. see, yeah, we see sixty minutes a day. We see it in the way that the producers have tried to frame it. We cannot jump to such serious kind of um, conclusions about someone's personality or traits because of ten seconds of their behavior. Of course, mm-hmm. we can't. And it's it, it, it is it's detrimental to him. It, he deserves a lot, but he does not deserve that kind of treatment in the, no. in the in the national media not to defend abusive behavior of course he's 22 years old he's on a tv show with as i've said lights and cameras the premise of the tv show is to couple and recouple and uncouple and recouple mm-hmm. that's what he's doing he's doing it in a really snaky way because he's coming across like his, a dick his family have said they are not enjoying his behavior which is something well, else we that, can chat th- about that was before this yeah well, no, well that w- that was in a response that, but i think that that was a fake account that came out and oh. said that his family his it was it appeared that his mother was tweeting yeah saying that um she didn't approve of his, of his behavior and now love island came out and said that that was a fake account on their twitter but <sighs> it's still like that still brings up questions of like how much do we stand by our friend or our family member when we can see that they're behaving badly. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, you know, I follow the Trumps religiously. Yeah. The, so it, for me, that reminds me of, say, the likes of Ivanka, who is silent. How complicit is she? Should she be coming forward condemning what Donald Trump is doing? Yes, of course she should. But on a, a smaller scale... I would have been very surprised if his family did come out against mm-hmm. his behavior. So that probably makes sense that that yeah. they didn't. I mean, that was a that was some leap there now between Adam of Love Island We're and leaps. Donald Trump. We We're are making, making leaps. leaps. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I think it is an important conversation to have and to recognize. And I, I'm glad that people are talking about trying to identify patterns of behavior that are mm-hmm. unacceptable. I and mean, I look, think we can all agree on that. We've said even again before record, Olivia's behavior last year towards Chris was really difficult to watch. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's the other way around. It's the male as the subject of the like quote unquote abuse Mm -hmm. but it was quite manipulative behavior and it was the exact same idea of trying to reframe Chris's behaviors in to suit what Olivia's narrative was so it would be you know I'm breaking up with you because you're not showing me enough attention and Chris is sitting there having devoted every minute of his day to Olivia but because she wants to move on with the other Adonis who was it it was like Muggy Mike Mm -hmm. She reframed everything that had happened between her and Chris to allow herself to move on with Mike. Of course, because naturally in everything you do in life, you're looking for excuses to explain away your behavior. And if you if you can identify behaviors in yourself that you're not proud of or you don't you don't 
really want to take, you are looking for an excuse to... to we, yeah, we rationalize. Yeah, of I mean, course. I read something recently that was like, oh, what's more important to you, sex or rationalization? And the person said, sex, obviously. And the other person said, you wouldn't last a day without rationalization. And we wouldn't, we'd combust. And to be honest, if I'm being broken up with, I need to rationalize it for myself. So if we're getting rid of rationalization here and someone comes up to me and doesn't try and rationalize their behavior and says, listen, I'm just going to end it with you because I'm actually just not that into you. I don't find you attractive anymore. It really just happened today. It was really sudden. I've no interest and I don't really care how you feel about that. I that will be very hard to take mm-hmm. but they come to you and they rationalize and say you're a little bit too needy or whatever and then you take it away and you rationalize and you say next time I'll behave more like this and that's what human beings do like we just we rationalize everything Adam's rationalizations are fucking mean Rosie is now rationalizing her behavior too in that she's saying you know I made a mistake or Adam was with uh, what was her name the first girl Kendall Kendall um, I got with him because I thought it was true love and now it's not that's a rationalization Rosie did what Zara's doing yeah but here's the problem like and this is this is why people are are I think calling it out for being potentially abusive is that he has given her something to go away and think about and rationalize mm. and try and excuse it and she hasn't actually done anything wrong she hasn't been cold she hasn't been you know she hasn't been demanding she hasn't been rude to him yeah she's not a rude person but now she's going away and taking all that on board and the actual fact of it is is that adam just fancies anything that fucking walks in the door yeah so while we all need rationalization maybe we should be considering the things that we do say to other people when we're rationalizing behaviors for ourselves that we can put our own discomfort onto somebody else. That's it. So it's just about smarter rationalization, not rationalizing at the expense of the person opposite you. Yeah. Rosie, in fairness, like we're doing her a disservice because she's just saying, no, fuck you. I haven't been cold and I haven't been rude. You're just a dick. You're just counting your numbers. Like you're, this is a numbers game for you. So she's not like it. This could be a pa- if someone was more vulnerable. Yes. Rosie seems to be not buying any of his lame mm-hmm. excuses. Um, and hopefully Zara will move on as well. I d- but look, Zara's big enough and bold enough. Maybe she'll turn around and do the same thing to Adam. The Diet Coke Because I Can campaign is about carefree, fun with friends and celebrating the things in life that make you feel good. Take part in the Diet Coke Because I Can series by following hashtag Because I Can. Yeah, of course. And everyone's allowed to have their um, own experience and stuff. So then the next, because this is, it's been fucking a week of Love Island mm. controversy. The next big issue that has come in, into headlines is the issue of fetishizing mixed race mm. and race as a type. Mm-hmm. So I think there's been three instances on Love Island in the past two weeks where we've heard someone describe mixed race people as their type. Mm-hmm. Um so there's a great piece on Bustle today about why this is problematic. And it's basically talking about, um, you know, just those comments that were made and how ridiculous that is and how it's not comparable to when Wes says that someone with blonde hair, is, blonde hair and blue eyes is his type because mm-hmm. that's a very distinct look. But by saying that someone who's mixed race is my type, that's um, kind of 
reductive and it's bringing all back down to their ethnicity. And obviously there is no definitive mixed race. We're, yeah. When we do say mixed race, we're just talking about like exactly what it says on the tin, right? Yeah. Which I think is a really interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Is that not an okay phrase? <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like I don't need to. I don't need to define what mixed race is. Everyone knows what it is. It's not. We're not talking about a, a particular kind of type of person here or an ethnicity. It's not an ethnicity. It's a. Um, it's, it's just a way to describe. It, yeah, I think I agree with what you said that it's incredibly reductive. On the surface, it's one of those things that seems innocent Mm -hmm. but when you break it down you are inadvertently saying if you're saying someone that's mixed race is your type you are sort of inadvertently saying that the prototype is white so anything that's not white is different anything that's not white is a type like black I'm not into black girls or I'm not into black guys yeah it's said so often and it's often said like I watched The Bachelorette online and um this series where Rachel she was the first black woman who was choosing between um an array of men both black and white so there was obviously a lot of conversation around whether black or white is your type because Rachel was choosing between white and black men mm-hmm. um So there was one black man who had said, oh, you know, I don't usually date black girls. I date white girls. Um, And that was problematic. And I can see why, because it's not going to be problematic instantly to you or I, because we're white women. But if I'm a black woman and black is a type, I now have to wonder when I go on a date, oh, is black, is he going to be into black girls? Like, and yeah, I guess, but also I think that I think that the the huge issue here is that yeah, it's kind of you know people say I nearly you know I oh, he said I only date white girls or whatever. Mm. When we talk about your type or people that you're attracted to here, you would probably describe someone who is tall, dark hair, dark eyes, all that kind of stuff. We go for more particular characteristics. Yeah, we wouldn't be as general as saying white. I, like white men yeah. you know yeah. um, you just wouldn't say things like that and I think the real issue here is that when we when they were saying mixed race and in the instances that it was being said mm-hmm. they were assuming that mixed race was black and white mm-hmm. you know and that was it it was someone who was who was born from a black parent and a white parent which of course isn't the case mixed race can be anything from you know Asian black Asian pan Asian there's so many different types of I don't know why you even call them there, like, but you know, there's so like many there's types a, and mix-ups. Yeah, yeah. There's d- definite mix-ups there, and 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 definite like um, identities that people would have. That mm-hmm. it's not fair to just say, "Oh, mixed race is my type." Talking about one particular thing. In that case, you're putting Wes, Josh, Wes, Josh, Ellie, Ellie, yeah. as one type, and that's just not. Uh, and then you're saying Laura and Kendall and Rosie. They are allowed to be, you know, various different types within the one race, but the mixed race people, they're just one type. It's like yeah. they're completely other than the white people, than the... But, sorry, when I, w- when I was referencing Ali there, I thought you were talking about the people who've said it have been Wes, Josh and Ali. I haven't met Ali yet, so I didn't know if she was oh. mixed race or not. She's not. No, she's, she's the whitest thing in Okay, there. so it's Wes and Josh are really the only mixed race people now. Yeah, I don't even know if, but like, I, d- I don't know if you describe them as mixed race because yeah. I don't know what their backgrounds are. I mean, I think the thing about the, this conversation is we are stumbling a little bit here because we're looking for the words to talk about this. 
And it's something that's outside of either one of our experiences. And it's something that I'm we're, we're trying to explore and understand why it's problematic. I didn't pick up on any of those no any of those things when they said them because I just until I read this piece here. I didn't realize that it was a it was a problem it's not said in a way that's nasty or that's meant to be reductive but it's something that these are new conversations because it's actually still new for us to not have a cast of 20 white people mm-hmm. like when you think about it relatively it's new it's the last five to ten years where we've TV productions have made a more of a concerted effort to really diversify their lineups. Mm-hmm. So these conversations are new and the way we're talking about is particularly in the context of dating here, they're new unexplored conversations. So it's by us saying, okay, that's not an okay thing to say, it's not condemning the person who said it. It comes back to the behavior versus the person, like we were talking with Adam and his behavior. It's a good sort of induction to saying okay what phrases are okay and what's not without demonizing the person who said it i mean there was the example at the very top of the series when samira said to Haley, i'm a dancer and Haley said oh can you twerk yeah and a lot of people found that really problematic um it wouldn't have stuck out to me in the slightest samira didn't take offense to it but who am I to say that someone else might not find that personally offensive or, you know, whether or not it is, it's good to discuss. Did she jump to a conclusion there? Yeah. I mean, what was the intention there? I think that, and like, this is, um, this is just my feeling on it. I find it very difficult to talk about race because I have never encountered an issue with race. I understand that that is the most incredibly privileged thing that I can say. I understand that I am a cis white female that like I I just I haven't had difficulties with my race. I've been incredibly privileged. I've sauntered through life not taking into consideration that people struggle with race because it's never affected me not that I don't want to understand it not that I've never made an attempt to but it's incredibly difficult to understand something until you have an issue with it until you experience it I'm sure I have often said things that are flippant and I have no poor intention I have no maliceness in saying them but it just comes from a genuine lack of experience that's it and like That's why it's important to deep dive into these phrases that we use without really thinking about how it might make someone feel in that you might think it's actually a compliment or the opposite of racism to say, oh, I'm really into black guys. And like, if I'm in the Love Island cast and a black guy comes in and I make that comment, oh, that's that's a bit of me, like I love a black man, you it's it's meant as a compliment. It's meant as that's my type but it's important for us to explore that a little bit further and go okay but are we saying that from a place of just not having come into contact with a lot of black people romantically so we're sort of fetishizing it and that's that's good we need to talk about whether it's okay to say that or not um without saying okay Haley's a racist because she asked Samira if she could twerk yeah of course we need to we need to take into consideration everything and i think that like the consideration that i'm trying to look at now is that applying those same ways that i would describe what i'm naturally no i can't say that i think the consideration that i'm trying to take right now is trying to describe less about 
people and my type and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. less about just physical characteristics in general because of course that doesn't matter of course there are certain things that I'm more attracted to than others and there's certain things that I can see in people that I feel make them more attractive but instead of focusing on those things as a type or as a thing I'm just trying to look at I don't know bigger yeah. picture in general and just staying away from a sticky conversation not because mm-hmm. I'm afraid to have the conversation but because I don't have the words to describe it I yeah, but you see, that's the worst thing we can do is make this something that we're afraid to talk about. Yeah. Because, and that's why I'm definitely moving to not demonize the people who've made these comments with with also recognizing that it's really problematic and dangerous for these comments to be left kind of undiscussed for people of color. Like in the series, The Bachelorette, they had put in um, this a white racist man in Among the Mix probably for ratings Mm -hmm. um and they framed it as you know we want this to be a discussion that to me is like okay it's a discussion and it's also really dangerous for the people who are black and are in this cast and are spending time with this man every day and are being really really damaged by the things he's saying yeah that's that but that's disgusting terrible it it was horrific um and they they really did phrase it they sort of positioned themselves as you know these are conversations that we need to have in order to move on and i'm thinking okay i remember at one point he was making comments about one of the men being really aggressive and at this point for a person of color in the states whether or not they're aggressive is can be like a matter of life or death if they're yeah face to face with a white policeman it, it's literally life or death. So that's not funny and that's not a discussion. And I want to kind of be aware of that when I'm trivializing or saying, oh, you know, we need to, this is good because it's a good conversation to have. It's a really fine line. But I think yeah. the positive is I, maybe two or three years ago, might have made a comment that would have been really offensive like that in saying, you know, I do, I have said, you know, oh, mixed race babies are so beautiful. I wish my child would be mixed race or something. Those comments are just not okay. Yeah, they're not. Like they're, but they're not. But they're not said with any badness, and they're not said with thing. I think the problem is that it, you can't identify uh, something you're attracted to as a massive group of people. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, so yeah, but I mean, it's it's definitely an interesting conversation to continue to keep having. It's definitely an interesting one. It's an interesting one. Um, and it is, and it's something that I'm really interested in exploring and talking more about and trying to make it a, a conscious effort to understand it mm-hmm. um, and understand how people feel about about race and identity as a whole. These reality TV shows are such sort of studies of human behaviour. Now, it's not a very exhaustive one because the type of human that's in Love Island is, like, here's the word type again, but it is a type. Mm-hmm. It's young, usually fit, um, let's say the characteristics of the people who are on Love Island. The characteristics, are. it it they're all quite similar. Mm-hmm. It has such a massive appeal because it does sort of you see yourself reflected in it in whatever sort of minute way, and it kind of does inform. Then I'm thinking about some of my behaviour when I'm looking at the headlines about Adam this week, and I'm looking back at things situations that maybe I've twisted or like you know just trying to be more fair to people mm-hmm. which is a positive and I think that's why everyone's so obsessed with Love Island and what I'm even more obsessed with probably is the Love Island reactions pages and other people's reactions and there's some bloggers on Instagram that will like 
tweet what they're feeling about watching it as we go and like that's the fun part too and it just kind of everyone's joined in a discussion about it and how we feel about how people are behaving um so it's a guilty pleasure but it's also quite uh, i'm not gonna say educational i think that's a bit of a stretch in <laughs> interesting it's, it's interesting it's quite it's informative when yeah. you when you study people for that long, or you look at people, not study people, we're observing people, we're watching people in difficult situations. It is, um, it's it's educational in a way because we see people and we have that bird's eye view of how their behavior is, and we see conversations that would we would never access that level of understanding mm-hmm. from the people who are in our lives. We will only ever see what what people in our lives allow us to see and what's presented to us and that's the same in a relationship whereas in this show we can see Adam's behaviour prior to that conversation his behaviour during the conversation his behaviour after and you would mm-hmm. never get that and we can make conclusions based on the whole process of his behaviour it's brilliant because it's such a holistic picture of a person that you it's exactly right what you said like we never get to see every side of a person we only see what that person shows to us so the side of me that I show you is very different to the side of me that I show my boss or my boyfriend or my sister but in Love Island you're watching someone and and in reality shows in general you watch how they interact with a range of different people without you as sort of a control to how they Mm -hmm. might change their behavior so you can step back from it and watch them in all these different scenarios and get a much more holistic picture of how this person behaves and then when they go into the beach hut and they're speaking to camera that's what they want to portray portray but it's completely relatable there is probably no person in your life who sees every single angle and every single facet of your personality because of course there are controls and that's that's allowed every single person has to have those things that they can hold back on and privacy and their inner thoughts and their own their you know their deep thoughts and their feelings and all that kind of stuff and you're allowed to keep that private there is no one in your life that you should or have to or feel obliged to show mm-hmm. absolutely every every facet to. But it can be quite surprising what people are capable of and I think that's what keeps bringing us back to watch it again and again is that you're always surprised at what people are actually capable of doing. I remember last mm-hmm. year um, Dom and Jess I couldn't I was so shocked when he had just left Montana behind this was like in the first week and Jess had just come in and himself and Montana were totally loved up and they were coupled up and he was uh, being so over the top um, romantic with her went on the date with Jess and within like five minutes had said you are so my type like it's you it's not Montana my jaw was like on the floor with how someone could be capable of changing so quickly. Because we just don't see that in real life. No. It happens all the time, but we just don't see it. So I think, you know, I'm going to watch, I'm going to be glued to it until the very end. Um, and I think the conversations around it are, are so stimulating. It's it's brilliant. Yeah, I think it's funny that we've gotten exactly, we got, we did go in exactly where I said we didn't want to go and that I wanted to be able to watch it and not think of these things and not analyse their behaviour and not think that they were, you know, assholes or dickheads and not talk about abuse and all that kind of stuff. But this week it just felt like we kind of had to because, Mm -hmm. well, everyone was talking about it and I felt that it was important to weigh in and consider it and and to use these these incidences that we're seeing as um, catalysts for 
that kind of conversation. That's it. Um, if you have any uh, opinions to feed into the conversation, do get in touch um, on Twitter or Instagram. We're at Love in Dublin or at Megan M. Cassidy or at Cassie Lorraine. Um, so do get in touch and we will be back same time, same place next week. Maybe with another Love Island conversation. Who knows? But we'll try and diversify it a little bit. We'll um, try and do something else between <laughs> now and then that isn't just watching Love Island. It's going to be difficult. but Very know. difficult. Um, but yeah, so thanks for listening. And we will chat to you next week. Bye. Bye. The Diet Coke Because I Can campaign is about carefree, fun with friends and celebrating the things in life that make you feel good. Take part in the Diet Coke Because I Can series by following hashtag Because I Can.